Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unproduced Table Read. Um, for those who are watching live or watching on the video, you might see that I'm here all alone. But don't worry, I have a studio full of wonderful people. And for those tuning in for the first time, this is a show where we read Hollywood's hottest unproduced pilots and features. And today we're reading a wonderful comedy by an amazing writing team of Tanner Bean and Katie Matthewson. Thank you. Guys, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. I love the pilot. I can't wait to get into it. Thanks. Um, I also have a group of amazing actors that I'd love to introduce themselves and who they'll be playing on the show today. What's up, everybody? I'm Timothy Michael. You can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike. And today I will be playing Scotty and Tyler. Hi, everyone. I'm William Pinkham. You can find me online at William.Pinkham. And today I'm reading Mark. What's up, guys? I'm Roxy Stryer. You can find me at Roxy Stryer. And I'll be reading for Caitlin. Hey, guys. I'm Andrew Guy. Today I will be AJ Warren and The Dispatcher. Hey guys, I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow, and I'm reading Hannah, Ashley, and Rachel. Wonderful. Well, guys, I cannot wait to get into this script. One thing I like to do before we dive in is just kind of have our amazing writers give us like 30 seconds to a minute of just kind of what the script is and sort of brief inspirations and the world we'll be entering before we dive in. So, um, Tanner and I, this is the first pilot that we actually wrote together. Um, we've been writing together for about five and a half years now, and this was the first thing we kind of did. And um, we were just talking about things that interest us. Uh, at the time, this was right when I was coming out, and I was in my first relationship with a woman, and I was like, okay, this is a new thing that I'm doing. And then Tanner was kind of I, <laughs> I dated thing. a polyamorous girl for oh, cool. a little bit, and that was uh, very interesting. In his um, Tinder days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was kind of around the when Tinder, that whole era kind of started. And, you know, I was dated. Taking full I, advantage. I, I met I met a few different <laughs> girls during that period. And uh, the polyamorous thing, uh, the girl I met, she, in her own weird way, was the most normal of all of them. Mm-hmm. And I just found the whole lifestyle to be fascinating it wasn't something that i wanted to personally do but um yeah we just thought it would be a funny fucked up yeah complicated story to tell absolutely yeah going through both of our own things and we figured you know like any story you could tell about relationships or family or anything if you tell it through this prism it's just it's everything is going to be something new like Mm -hmm. dinners arguments like everything is going to be completely different through the prism absolutely before we dive in guys i should say it's an honor to have tanner and katie in here they are very well-credentialed writers um tanner was kind of dan fogelman's protege for a while Mm -hmm. i'm sure even if you don't know his name you know his shows he created this is us um, grandfathered and of course Pitch which mm-hmm. you guys both worked on mm-hmm. Katie also worked on At Midnight which is a show that I love very much good yeah um, Chris Hardwick is actually good friends with Kevin because yeah. Kev- so the uh, CEO of this company actually his first gig was singled out which oh, is yeah. kind of oh, Chris amazing. Hardwick's yeah right. of course first, yeah so fun small <laughs> world here in Hollywood <laughs> um, but thank you guys for introducing the script so beautifully I can't wait to get into it and um, I just think it's going to create for a very interesting slightly provocative discussion so cool. yeah, let's go ahead and get into it um, guys this is a script called Significant Others it's a comedy pilot written by Katrina Matthewson and Tanner Bean polyamory The practice of engaging in multiple, non-possessive, honest, and responsible sexual relationships with the consent of all partners involved. But, as with most relationships, they're still really fucking complicated. Interior, fancy restaurant, downtown Seattle evening. Dim lighting, soft music, floor-to-ceiling windows with a stunning view of the Puget Sound waterfront. A married couple shares a slice of cheesecake, although the husband seems more concerned with the bill, their waiter just dropped off. This is Mark. He's 38 and was in better shape a decade ago, but he's still got it. And Mm -hmm. this is Caitlin, 29, who's been called free-spirited or flighty, depending on who you ask. Fuck chocolate being an aphrodisiac. Nothing soaks my panties like cheesecake. Without looking up from the bill. Liar. Suddenly, Caitlin squeals as if someone just played footsies with her vagina, because Mark just did. (laughs) We both know you're not wearing panties. She gives him a salacious grin. Tonight was fun. It was even if we should be saving for our trip or rent. And my non-existent panties just dried up. Babe, we've been treading water for months. I'll be able to help out more as soon as I'm certified. Mark nods, but he purses his lips. What's that look? Nothing. Mark? First it was cosmetology school, then it was... I hated being a stylist. It was the wrong fit from the start. Okay, well... 
While you're finishing the CPT program, you know, maybe... Kaylin's phone vibrates. She reads a text and she smiles. We should head to the park. Mark nods, then glances at her glass of wine. Are you going to finish that? It's all yours. Mark polishes it off in one gulp, then he signs the bill, although it pains both him and his wallet. Exterior, Olympic Sculpture Park later that evening. Hand in hand, Mark and Caitlin stroll past funky urban art. Mark turns to his wife and caresses her face. You know I'll support you if you're a trainer or stylist or dominatrix. Caitlin rolls her eyes, but she can't hide a smile. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Mark shrugs. Guilty? She knows him all too well. But one last money thing. Caitlin rolls her eyes again. No smile this time. Our lease is almost up. Maybe we should consider moving into a smaller place or, you know, canceling the vacation. First of all, there isn't a place smaller than ours, and we're not canceling the trip. I know how much it means to you, to us. Fine. (laughs) We'll just get a roommate and sell your ovaries. (laughs) Hey, guys. Mark and Caitlin turn to see AJ, 35, clean-shaven, chiseled, wearing a suit that was obviously tailored just for him. Sorry I missed dinner. I was closing this massive deal with... Doesn't matter. Was the restaurant as good as I said it was? Better. Caitlin shoots Mark a look. It was good, but what exactly were we celebrating? It's not a celebration unless you both say yes. Yes to what? Hold on. First things first. AJ kisses Caitlin passionately with tongue, and yet Mark seems 93% unfazed. (laughs) Cheesecake. Someone's going to be horny tonight. Caitlin simpers. Okay, now tell us what's going on. AJ takes a breath. He looks at both of them. I want you to move in with me. A moment of shock. Then Caitlin beams. It's clear what her answer is. She turns to Mark, and he musters a thin smile. Title card, Significant Others. Exterior, Mark and Caitlin's apartment day. Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood. A brick apartment complex that's past its prime, but still clings to its charm. Prelap, the unmistakable sound of a woman in ecstasy. Interior, Mark and Caitlin's bedroom continuous. As the sound intensifies, we scan the small room and see framed photos of Mark and Caitlin on their wedding day, an offbeat ceremony on the outskirts of Horain Forest, their drunken smiles during a concert at the legendary El Corazon music venue, holding a Save Our Sonics banner at the Supersonics final game at Key Arena. In bed, Mark's head is buried between Caitlin's quivering legs. Except it's not Caitlin, it's Hannah, 26 and boho chic. I... Your dad was... Wow. That's what I was hoping you'd say. (laughs) Mark lies down, his mouth glistening with her ecstasy. He stretches his tired jaw as Hannah tries to catch her breath. Let's go again. He jumps on top of her, but she pushes him off. You just don't want to pack, and I need to finish grading papers. Ah, just give all the little degenerates all C's. (laughs) Hannah grins, then stands and slips on her underwear. So, you nervous? About what? Living with AJ and his... um... Living with your lover's lover is totally normal in poly marriages. That's also why my wife is cool with your glazed donut residue all over my mouth. <laughs> Gross. I, <laughs> I'm just saying, moving in with Kate's boyfriend after they've only been dating six months, I don't know, seems complicated. Plus, you don't even like AJ. That's not true. <laughs> but what I said earlier, I, I was being sarcastic. You know, that's my thing. I know you two have lived with girlfriends before, but they were girls that you both shared. With AJ, it's going to be different. Look, I get it. You know, I've thought about all that, but I... They hear the front door open and shut. Oh, crap. What? Damn it, Mark! Caitlin barges into the bedroom. I can't believe you haven't started packing. You're so fucking lazy. I got distracted. I can see that. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Kate. (laughs) She was in the neighborhood, and, you know, I wanted her to... wanted to show her that thing you taught me. Oh, the tongue thing? Oh, yeah. She loved it. I did. Keep in mind, you taught him that. I'm like Mr. Miyagi with a clit. Oh, trust me. If you can't convince me to change teams, no one can. Caitlin shakes her head and looks at Mark and Hannah. You heteros kill me. (laughs) Exterior, Mark and Caitlin's apartment moments later. Mark walks Hannah to her vintage Volkswagen Beetle. She's going to castrate you if you don't get back and help her. No one does the walk of shame alone on my watch. Oh, always the gentleman. She opens her driver's side door. Hey, thanks for busting my balls earlier. I probably needed it. Mm, Happy to help. Mark opens his mouth to say something, but stops himself. What is it? Sometimes I wish I could talk to Caitlin like I can talk to you. Hannah grins and squeezes his arm. Isn't that the beauty of all of this? You can talk to me. Mark smiles. She kisses him. See you next week? He nods. She gets in her car and drives away as Mark lingers for a moment, lost in thought. Interior, Mark and Caitlin's apartment evening. 
Mark wears a similarly lost expression on his face. But then we realize he's actually just absorbed in a travel book. Pull out to reveal a small living room full of moving boxes. Caitlin glances at Mark as she packs the rest of the books. It's adorable how excited you are for our trip. Babe, New Zealand is Middle Earth. You love those fat little hobbits. I can't help it. Seriously, though, I, I can't believe we haven't taken a real vacation since our honeymoon. Considering we've already been married four magical years, I agree. Now stop being such a lazy shit and help me pack. Mark smirks and puts the book away. Caitlin crosses the room to grab some packing tape, but stubs her toe on the coffee table. Fuck! Ugh, I cannot wait to be out of this shithole. This shithole might have lacked in square feet, but we made up for it with lots of great memories. And dozens of burnt souffles from your chef phase. <laughs> I thought my spontaneity was what you loved about me. It is. Uh-huh. Can't tell me you're not excited to have a yard and a driveway. Sure. Okay, what's the matter? I don't know. All this still feels a little fast, I guess. We moved in together fast, and that worked out pretty damn well. Yeah. Caitlin takes Mark's hands in her own. We've talked about this, babe. About how perfect the timing is and how we want to save some money. I know. You're right. It's just... It's going to be different. And it'll be great. I promise. Trust me? He smiles and kisses her forehead. Their marriage might not be normal, but there's no doubt that these two love each other. Exterior, residen- exterior residential neighborhood day. A predictably overcast day in suburbia. A shitbox Honda Civic drags a U-Haul trailer up to a stately two-story house. Mark and Caitlin get out of the car and survey their new digs. I can't wait to show you inside. I redecorated everything. Well, except for those god-awful curtains. <laughs> I know one thing. Your folks will love to see us in such a gentrified neighborhood. (laughs) She playfully smacks him, then turns to see a gay couple approaching. This is Scotty, white, and Warren, black. Both 40s, fit, well-dressed, and a little uptight. Your welcome wagon has arrived. You must be Caitlin. I'm Scotty. This is my hubby, Warren. We're your new neighbors. Oh, it's so nice to meet you. This is my hubby, Mark. Scotty and Warren share a confused look. Oh, um... Sorry, I thought you were AJ's girlfriend. But you're also Caitlin? No, no, you're right. I'm both of those things. (laughs) Scotty and Warren look to Mark for confirmation. AJ and I share her vagina. Caitlin smacks Mark again. Not so playful this time. What? I said vagina. I know how you feel about pussy. (laughs) Scott and Warren laugh, thinking (laughs) all of this is a joke. It's not funny. Scotty and Warren think I'm funny? (laughs) (laughs) But the look on Caitlin's face tells Scotty and Warren that this is, in fact, not a joke. Well, (laughs) pleasure to meet you both. Hun, we should be getting back, right? Yeah, we left Liza home alone, our little labradoodle. <laughs> they turn and make a beeline for their house. Caitlin shoots Mark a pointed look. Come on, I was just playing. They loved us. On Scotty and Warren. What kind of kinky shit are these motherfuckers bringing into our neighborhood? <laughs> they see AJ walk out of his house and he waves. Ugh, just when you think you know someone. <laughs> back to Mark and Caitlin. AJ walks up and gives Caitlin a big hug. Mark extends his hand, but AJ pulls him in for a hug, too. I see you met the neighbors. I adore those two. We should all go on a double date sometime. Or would it be a double and a half? AJ, I want to talk to you about rent. AJ smiles and claps Mark on the shoulder. For the hundredth time, don't worry about it. I know money's been tight. Not so tight that we can't afford to pull our own weight. We're roommates. It should be equal. We're not roommates. We're family. Mark is about to say something when a Mercedes pulls up. From it steps Rachel, 35, professional and pretty, but too many hard nights have taken their toll. She walks over in a huff. I can't believe you're actually going through with us. Mark turns to AJ. Let me guess. X what? AJ sighs and nods. Mark, Caitlin, meet Rachel. First, you're bisexual. Then, you're a polygamist. But I never thought you'd have the audacity to move your fuck buddies into the house where our child lives half the time. But before anyone can retort, the passenger door of the Mercedes opens and Tyler, 15, smart, and small for his age, steps out. Hey, bud. Have a good week with your mom? Tyler shrugs. Awesome. You remember Caitlin, right? And this is her uh, husband, Mark. Great to see you again, Tyler. She goes in for a hug. Keep your hands off him. Her tone stops Caitlin in her tracks. Rachel turns to Tyler. Don't worry, sweetheart. This arrangement won't last long. What the hell is that supposed to mean? It means you're going to screw him up with this. Lifestyle. And once I prove that to Judge Perkins... Please. You're Tyler's mother and a lawyer, and Perkins still wouldn't grant you sole custody. Because you're a raging alcoholic. Oh, stay out of this slut. Rachel. Oh, go have another cocktail. Caitlin. (laughs) Mark has heard enough. He glances at Tyler. Good luck, kid. (laughs) Mark turns and walks toward the house. Tyler just stands there as his dad, his mom, and Caitlin continue to argue. Interior AJ's dining room night. 
Rain pours down outside as Mark, Caitlin, and Tyler sit at the dinner table. It's dead silent except for the storm. AJ, wearing oven mitts, enters and sets down a steaming dish. Mm, that smells great, baby. Ooh, what is it? Chicken parm? Eggplant, actually. <laughs> you know, that's the emoji for it. He stops himself, remembering Tyler. Yeah, I'm aware. So, first night all together in the house, that's exciting, right? I mean, this house always felt too big for just me and Tyler. Lately, all I could think about was filling it with the loved ones, and now we have. I hoped you met with a dog or maybe an adopted Ecuadorian kid. <laughs> Mark snorts a laugh, but covers by clearing his throat. <coughs> Sorry. Caitlin tries to engage Tyler. Tyler, is there anything you want to talk about? No, thanks. You don't have any questions? Nope. Caitlin turns to AJ, pleading for help. We've already had a lot of great chats about everything. But I think we should all talk. When you think about it, our situation isn't that unusual. Only 17% of humans' cultures are strictly monogamous. In fact, the only reason monogamy even developed was out of concern over the inheritance of material goods after the agricultural revolution, which means that most people have an outdated Victorian understanding of sexuality based on property rights. If Caitlin had a mic, she would have just dropped it. AJ looks at her, smitten. He turns to Tyler. I know it'll be an adjustment, but <clears throat> the three of us are, we take this very seriously. This relationship is serious to us. And we'll be open about everything. We don't want you to be uncomfortable when you meet our other lovers. Why would that make me uncomfortable? We're all a little <laughs> uncomfortable, but we'll figure it out. Tyler looks between Mark and his dad. Are you two going to have butt sex? Fuck no. Sorry, but fuck no. <laughs> it's okay, you're not really my type. Mark nods, but then... Wait, why not? Off everyone's look. I'm just curious on on principle. Oh, I have an idea. How about... She scoots her chair over next to Tyler. A little show and tell. Maybe that'll make this easier to understand. She takes out her iPhone and starts scrolling through photos. So this is my girlfriend, Erica. Mark and I share her. And here's Hannah, Mark's lover. She's so cute, but she's straight, unfortunately. Caitlin's next photo is a nude selfie. Tyler's eyes widen. Shit, sorry. That was for your dad. Okay, that's enough for one <laughs> night. An awkward silence fills the room as everyone starts eating. Well, everyone but Tyler. He just stares at Caitlin's phone. Interior Tyler's bedroom later that night. Tyler plays a video game. There's a knock as AJ cracks the door open. Typically, the point of knocking is to wait for an answer. Sorry, bud. Can I come in? Knock yourself out. AJ enters and he shuts the door. He takes a seat on the bed. Tyler doesn't take his eyes away from the game, but AJ's fought this battle before, so he knows which button is pause. Look, I know this is the last thing a 15-year-old expects to deal with. And I probably should have eased you into all this a little better, but... Caitlin and Mark mean... You mean the married woman you're having sex with and her husband? (laughs) Yes, them. Why do they have to live with us? Because I I love Caitlin, and one day I hope Mark and I can love each other too. Platonically, of course. Look... We're going on a trip to New Zealand next month, and I really hope it'll bring the three of us closer together. Oh, please tell me I'm not going. It's an adults-only trip. <laughs> Can I stay at Nick's? Nick's a stoner. Listen, Ty, this may not be normal, but I promise there will be more love in this house than there ever was when you and me, when me and your mother lived together. He puts a hand on his son's shoulders. Just give it a shot? For me? Tyler gives his dad a resigned nod. AJ smiles. Interior, Mark and Caitlin's bedroom, meanwhile... The former guest room is cluttered with unpacked boxes. Caitlin is nestled under Mark's arm as they both browse Tinder. An unattractive woman's pick pops up. Pick pops up. Mark swipes her to the left, rejecting her. Then another one left swiped. Damn, bad run tonight. <laughs> but then Ashley pops up. She's 26 and she's super hot. Caitlin right swipes her. It's comforting to know there's always one thing we can agree on. If she matches with you, see if she wants to meet for a drink. I bet AJ would like her too. Forget AJ. We have a new room to christen. In one quick move, Mark swings himself on top of her. She smiles, aroused. Then, a knock and their door opens. It's AJ wearing a robe. Why knock if you're just going to barge in? AJ sheds his robe to reveal he's buck-ass naked. Can I play too? Yay! No! Wait, hold on a minute. We need to set some boundaries. I just want to cuddle. Then why are you naked? Chill. Both of you can focus on me. Get out, AJ. Why are you being so possessive? AJ, you can stay. No, it's, it, it's okay. He puts, his robe back to... yeah. he puts his robe back on. I wasn't trying to upset anyone. And he gives Caitlin a kiss. Love you. Sleep tight. AJ leaves, and Caitlin shakes her head at Mark. You're an ass. A beat, then Mark gets out of bed. 
What are you doing? I've seen horses with smaller cocks. Like, I'm going to go downstairs and pour whiskey in my eyeballs. He leaves, and Caitlin sighs. Two lovers under one roof, and she's alone in bed, and still horny. Oh, fuck me. She reaches into the nightstand drawer and pulls out her vibrator, but she ain't happy with it. Interior AJ's house, living room the next morning. Mark sleeps on the couch, his hand wrapped around a glass of whiskey. The empty bottle sits next to him. Caitlin stands over him. She picks up an oversized coffee table book and drops it. Mark bolts upright. Sleep well, dear? Sorry, sorry, I meant to come back upstairs. Caitlin starts to walk away. Wait a a sec. She turns and faces him. I've been thinking, um, you know, when it's time for bed, I just want you sleeping in our room. Just you. Every night? Yeah, but you can be with AJ as much as you want during the day. I don't remember having this rule when Sheena lived with us. Or Megan. Hey, you slept with them just as much as I did. That's true, but AJ and I... uh... On cue, AJ strolls into the room holding fabric swatches. Babe, we should definitely go with the plum. Oh, hey Mark, we're going curtain shopping, you want to come? Nah, you girls have fun. We will, thanks. Maybe later you and I can shotgun beers and watch Ice Road Truckers. I know you're trying to talk shit, but that sounds awesome. Okay, (laughs) that's enough. But now that I think about it, some good old-fashioned male bonding might be good for you, too. <laughs> yeah, right. You're serious. What are we supposed to do? I don't know. Go bowling. And hey, you're both free tonight. She grabs her purse and heads out the front door. Mark looks at AJ, who just shrugs and follows after her. Mark grunts and carries his whiskey glass into the kitchen, where he sets the glass down on a counter and pours a cup of coffee as Tyler meanders into the room. Coffee? I don't drink coffee. You don't drink coffee or your dad won't let you drink coffee. Tyler doesn't answer. He's a fascist. Here. He hands Tyler the cup he just poured. (laughs) So you uh, got a girlfriend? Boyfriend? I like girls. But I'm not talking about this with you. Calm down. I was just making conversation. A beat. These two have no idea how to talk to each other. Did my dad leave? Mark nods. He always forgets about my cello lesson. Could you... Could you take me? Can't. Gotta go to work. Cello? Really? My mom says it'll look good on my college applications. Uh Uh-huh. Why can't you drive yourself? I'm not old enough to have a driver's license. We'll take the bus or walk or something. Builds character. Tyler quietly sips his coffee, looking miserable. Why are you pouting? Well, I don't want to hang out in the sex house all day. (laughs) Mark can't help feeling a little sorry for him. I guess you could come to work with me if you want. Tyler considers his two less-than-desirable options... But then... I'll grab my shoes. He heads down the hallway toward his bedroom. Mark pours himself a cup of coffee, but there's only one drop left. Shit. He drinks a sip of coffee and then looks over at the leftover whiskey in the glass. And he drinks that, too. (laughs) Interior ambulance later that day. Patrick, 20s, always munching on candy, sits in the idling ambulance. He hears the rear door open and glances back. We have a guest today. Tyler climbs in. We're doing ride-alongs now. Sweet. Laffy Daffy? No, thanks. Mark and Tyler take a seat on the bench, and Patrick hits the gas. So is he your sister's kid? He's my wife's boyfriend's son. A beat as they all let that sink in. This polyorgy shit is fucking wild, bro. Amory. This polyamory. Mark sighs and turns to Tyler. Welcome to my office, kid. Tyler looks around. Is that the defibrillator? Yep. Cool. Cool indeed, little dude. We can do everything they can in the ER. Except x-rays and lab work and... Stuff. Can you get in trouble for me being here? Absolutely. Tyler grins. It's almost shocking to see. But Mark misses it. He has a new Tinder match. Ashley, who Caitlin right swiped. Interior, Bed Bath & Beyond, meanwhile. Caitlin and AJ peruse curtains like any ordinary couple. You know, you really should consider interior decorating. You're a pro. Mark would kill me if I changed careers again. He loves you. He'll support you no matter what. Speaking of Mark, who do you think Tyler hates more, me or, or him or Tyler? Oh, Mark doesn't hate you. Neither does Tyler. You're a great dad. I appreciate that. Even if you've really only seen me in action one night. So far, so good. And Tyler will come around. I hope so. I hope Mark does, too. Is it just me, or has he become more petulant than usual? I think he's just a little jealous, honestly. (laughs) What? My crazy ex-wife? My angsty teenage son? Caitlin rolls her eyes. No, I, I get it. You and I have been spending a lot of time together. Yeah, but it'll be okay. I definitely felt some jealousy when our first girlfriend moved in, but I got over it, and Mark will too. AJ nods. What do you say about me coming to New Zealand? I haven't told him yet. 
There's just been so much going on lately. I, I keep forgetting. Do you want me to bring it up over bowling? No. Let me do it. It'll be better coming from me. They turn back to the curtains, and AJ has a sudden realization. Damn it. I forgot Tyler's cello lesson again. Text Mark. Maybe he hasn't left yet. Interior ambulance, meanwhile. Mark is now behind the wheel, and Tyler rides shotgun. They're stopped at a red light. Mark gets a text from AJ, but he's knee-deep in a Tinder conversation with Ashley, and he ignores it. The light turns green, but Mark doesn't notice. A car honks. He puts his phone away and accelerates. Tyler glances to the back, where Patrick naps on the gurney. How did he sleep back there? One time I woke him up with the defibrillator. Oh, really? It was on a really low voltage. Tyler smiles. (laughs) You know, you're not as pervy as I thought you'd be. You're not as annoying as I thought you'd be. Tyler chuckles. This is the most relaxed we've seen him yet. (laughs) Can I be honest? If you must. I don't get the whole poly thing. Mark takes a moment to choose his words. Think of it this way. Fifty years ago, two gays couldn't raise a child without a lynch mob coming for them. Everyone thought they were sexual deviants that'd screw up their kids. Can you imagine anyone thinking that way now? I mean, West Westboro sociopaths aside. <laughs> Tyler shakes his head. Exactly. So, if you're lucky... You'll only get screwed up the regular amount. Tyler chuckles again. It's followed by the first non-awkward silence he and Mark have ever shared. Then... Hey, do you think you could convince my dad to let me stay at my friend Nick's house when you go to New Zealand? What about New Zealand? He said you're all going on some three-way vacation. Mark is instantly furious. (laughs) But before he can say anything, the radio crackles to life. Unit 16, respawn code 3 to 1st in Hallgate. Patient found under sponsor of sidewalk. Page incoming. Unit 16, 10-4, code 3, first and Holgate. We're running hot. He reaches for the siren. Can I do it? Mark thinks for a sec, then shrugs. Light her up. Tyler flips on the siren and Mark guns it, causing Patrick to fly off the gurney in the back. Exterior, downtown Seattle, continuous. Sirens blaring, the ambulance races down the street. Dissolve to. Exterior, AJ's house, evening. Mark's Civic stops at the end of the driveway, and Tyler gets out. I hope your dad doesn't freak. Aren't you and him going... Mark drives away. Bowling? Tyler shrugs and plods toward the house. He notices Scotty and Warren unloading Scotty and Warren unloading groceries from their Mini Cooper. Oh, hey, Scotty. Hey, Warren. Scotty and Warren look up, and both of their jaws drop. Reveal a sizable blood stain on Tyler's shirt. Oh, don't worry. It's not mine. <laughs> Tyler keeps walking. On Scotty and Warren. Remember that home security system we decided it was a waste of money? Mm-hmm. Scotty is dialing his cell phone. Already on it. Bring lies inside. <laughs> Interior AJ's house, laundry room later that night. A front-loading washing, ma- front washing machine spins to a, a stop. Caitlin opens the door and inspects Tyler's stain-free shirt. She tosses it in the dryer, then notices AJ watching her with a grin. Who would have thought I could be so domestic? <laughs> it's adorable. Thanks for washing his shirt. No problem. I wash the sheets, too. There was a surprisingly high semen to linen ratio. But you gotta respect the unbridled hormones of a teenage boy. You make me feel like a teenager. Is that so? AJ takes her in his arms and kisses her, but she pulls away. What's wrong? Caitlin sighs. Nothing. It's just weird. Mark went straight to the bar after work. Mark going to a bar (laughs) is weird? No, what's weird is him letting my 15-year-old ride in an ambulance next to a man bleeding from a hole where his arm used to be. But Caitlin doesn't respond. Her thoughts are somewhere else. He always comes home and tells me about his day, and then he goes to the bar. AJ takes her by the hand. Babe, just talk to him. Everything will be fine. Suddenly, suddenly they hear a commotion coming from the living room. It's dark. Mark and Ashley from Tinder drunkenly tumble onto the couch and start making out. After a few moments, a light flips on, and Mark looks up to see Caitlin and AJ. Hey. What the hell are you doing? for roommates? Slow down, all right, one at a time. You know it's against the rules to bring home some skank that I've never met. Technically, you were with me when I met her. And I'm not a skank. Well, that too. <laughs> Guys, I know this probably isn't my place, but I just... You're right, should... it's not, so fuck off. Hey, what is your problem? My problem... He rises to his feet and looks Caitlin right in the eye. My problem is that you invited AJ on our vacation without even talking to me. We've been planning it for, what, a year? Caitlin cringes. Oh, I'm sorry, I've been meaning to... I mean, to... we barely talked about AJ's pity move-in offer, so I... Probably shouldn't be that surprised. Look, I'm a shit for not asking you if AJ could come on the trip. I'm sorry about that, but why are you suddenly acting like all this isn't what you signed up for? You can't have a double standard when it comes to our relationship. It's always, I've always supported yours. Even if it was jealousy, or even if I was jealous. So now I need you to support me. Mark falls silent. He slumps onto the couch and just sits there, looking around his new home. I just 
hate that I couldn't give you a house, a, a life like this. Caitlin wasn't expecting him to say that. I haven't seen you this happy in a long time, and I'm really glad you fell in love with AJ. I really am. But seeing you two together every single day, it's just... It's gonna be harder than I thought. Baby. Mark looks up at his wife. Loving AJ doesn't make me love you any less, and you know that. He takes a breath and he nods. Caitlin takes him by the hand. There's always gonna be some adjusting when you create a new family, and... And that's what we are. Mark smiles. He's about to say something, but... One big, happy fucking family. (laughs) Everyone turns to Ashley as if they forgot she was there. Because they did. Caitlin looks her up and down and gets an idea. You know, a happy fucking family isn't the worst idea. It takes Ashley a moment to realize what Caitlin is implying. Sure. Why not? I haven't had a decent group fuck since freshman year. (laughs) Interior AJ's bedroom later. Mark sits up as he missionary fucks Ashley. She lies beside AJ, who Caitlin rides reverse cowgirl. So, husband and wife are essentially facing each other. They lock eyes. I love you. I love you too. Mark and Caitlin lean over and kiss each other. Then... AJ, that better not be your hand. (laughs) Interior Tyler's bedroom, meanwhile. Far from... Far away from the sounds of the foursome, we hear a different but all too familiar sound. Unbridled teenage hormones. Tyler masturbates on his sheetless bed. In the less occupied hand, he holds Caitlin's cell phone and her nude selfie. Interior or exterior AJ's house morning. Another overcast morning in suburbia. Mark escorts Ashley on her walk of shame to an Uber at the end of the driveway. Last night was fun. Honestly, I was so drunk I don't remember much of it. <laughs> gotcha. Want to hang out again? That's okay. <laughs> she gets in the car. What about with just me? I mean, if my wife's cool with it. Hey, Mike. Actually, it's... Too late. Her Uber drives away. Mark shrugs. He waves to Scotty and Warren, <laughs> tending to their rosebush. They wave back as they silently judge the shit out of him. Interior AJ's house moments later. Mark watches Caitlin and AJ have too much fun hanging their new curtains. Gonna run some errands. They don't hear him. They're engrossed in domestic bliss. Interior bar later that morning. Mark sits at the mostly empty bar, and the bartender walks over. Hey, Mark, what's good? Drug slanging and gang banging. The bartender smirks as he pours Mark a whiskey, and we notice the bar patron two stools down. How's a sex dungeon where you're raising my impressionable child? <laughs> it's Rachel. Mark kills his drink, then turns to AJ's ex-wife. Rachel? Was it? Mm, I'm getting full custody, and then Tyler will never set foot in that house again. Well, that's too bad. I was just starting to like the kid. <laughs> she waits for him to follow that up with another smart-ass remark, but he doesn't, and they both motion for another round. A beat. You having a nightcap? Just figured you were getting off a shift. You're paramedic, right? How the hell do you know that? Like I'm going to let you creeps move in with my only child and not find out everything I can about you. Oh, yeah? Enlighten me, then. Well, for starters, you could have been a doctor, but like most tragic losers, you never applied yourself to anything except that mediocre grunge band. But you quit that, too. Mark stares at her, his expression hard to read. Then... Burnt Quiche was really more of a punk band. (laughs) Despite herself, Rachel cracks a half-smile. The bartender sets their new drinks on the bar. So, nightcap? Mark shakes his head. It's morning for me, too. A beat. They might not be as different as she thought. And cheers to us. She clinks her glass against his, then takes a swig. Mark looks at her curiously, and then knocks back his whiskey. End of pilot. Woo! All right, for those listening and watching, I'm going to quickly switch places with one of our actors just so we can get the ideal coordination for the room visually. So stand by for 10 seconds, and I'll be back on the mic in a minute. Andrew, entertain us in the meantime. That's the only thing really I good. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that's what I do when I get put on the spot. Yeah, that's all those improv years, right? Yeah, yeah that's all I got going for me. That's oh, all no. years All years. right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that was the pilot script to Significant Others, and I'm so excited to talk. Um, Tanner and Katie, thanks so much for letting us bring this on the show, yeah, first of all. thank you guys. That was awesome. That was really fun. Yeah, the first time we heard it, so that was great. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, so cool. Um, it's such an interesting script, and I think I want to talk about the tone that you guys took with it, because when you decided as a writing partnership to take on polyamory, like, what were the conversations you had around the subject, and how did you, like, want to develop it? Um, I think the first thing was just trying to figure out, like, what our take was, and, um, like Tanner said, he had kind of he had dated a polyamorous girl and wasn't ever 
brought into that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like he, it got to a point where you had started to, like she wanted you to like meet her boyfriend and hang out with him and spend time together. I, and I, did, I actually met him. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was weird. We've kind of <laughs> talked a lot about how we we don't. It's it's complicated. It's hard, and it's um, we don't. I guess we don't know how much like it could actually work. I think the the sharing could be really hard, and the jealousy could be hard. But then, like you have people who are in polyamorous relationships and believe very truly in what they do and what they, like their right to practice those relationships. And so, I think we wanted to handle it respectfully because mm-hmm. it is a real lifestyle and it's not just like it's not swinging and it's not an open relationship it's multiple relationships and so um i think we wanted to show the legitimacy of it and like the real love behind it but also kind of be true to how complicated it can be yeah we didn't want it to be like poly propaganda you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah. we wanted to show the you know both sides of it the good and the bad mm-hmm. um and even though you know it's something that like Katie and I wouldn't do in our personal life. Like we totally respect people who do it, Mm -hmm. but as like writers, like writing about a lifestyle that like we personally couldn't do felt super intriguing to us. You know what I mean? Did you guys like need to do a lot of research or did you talk to any polyamorists? Is that the term polyamorists? Mm -hmm. I think so. I've heard so right? yeah. I, I think poly people. Poly, poly people. Yeah. No, seriously, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Because polygamy is actually different. Yeah, yeah. polygamy yeah, that's is where you're married. It's in religion. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's like the big love. Um, so. so who did you guys need to discuss, the talk to, to kind of, or did you do any kind of research? We did some research. We watched, um, there was a... Oh, yeah, the Showtime thing. What was that called? Uh, I forget. Um, was it oh, special God. or TV There was show? like a... It's around the time when they did like the real L word, there was like a polyamory um, reality oh, yeah. show. Mm-hmm. We saw some of that, and I think the the interesting thing that was there is that like it showed the relationship and the rules, and because th- these relationships all have their own set of rules, and for everyone it's different. You know, for some people it's like okay, we meet everyone together, and then for mm-hmm. other people it's like okay, well you can do what you want casually, but then if it becomes serious, then you you know introduce them to like your other partners, but. Um, so that was a good way to kind of like see, cause it followed different kind of families, relationships, groups. And, mm-hmm. um, the hard thing was though, like the people they chose to cast in that show were like all a little like offbeat, a little left of center. And we wanted to show like people that you would know, like, right. you mm-hmm. know, people that were like, Oh, this could be my neighbor. Or this could be my coworker or my friend or my ex-husband or any of that. And, um, so I think that was like our biggest goal, but we, Watching that show is good. I have a friend that is um, that I found out was polyamorous. So I was talking about writing this pilot, and he's like, "Oh, actually, like that's something that I do." And so I talked to him a little bit, and then cool. Tanner's experience, like mm-hmm. just learning about it from her, and because I think the thing with a lot of poly people is that they are very open to talking about it and to explaining, like, "This is how it works. This is, you know, how it is for me." So yeah, like my my experience was the people that I met; they were all completely normal. Whereas on that. Mm-hmm that uh, docudrama series on Showtime, they were, everyone was, they were kind of just a little bit too hippie mm-hmm. that to me, mm-hmm. just, just a little bit like unrelatable. Mm-hmm. And that was very much not my experience um, as well as Katie. So we wanted to bring, you know, that to the script. Well, that's, what's so fascinating is like, you have done that. You've taken kind of characters we may recognize in another sitcom and given them this twist that makes this totally fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something, I was talking with Roxy about, like, where we would see this airing, and, like, content-wise, it feels obviously probably like a premium cable show, sure. but, like, th- kind of thematically and tonally, and even, like, the beats of the sitcom, it doesn't really betray your network past. Like, I think it kind of has the feel of a network sitcom a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is that something you guys were trying to do, is sort of give us sort of the comfort food familiarity of sitcoms we love with infusing this twist kind of thing? Yeah, I think so. I think we wanted... Um you know, we didn't, there's no act breaks in it, so we weren't, like, writing to act breaks. Right. But we still wanted it to have, like, a familiar, um, pretty much a simple, like, three-act structure to it mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, but, yeah, we agree. Like, it, um, that's the whole idea, though, is kind of telling somewhat familiar, relatable stories under this kind of new prism. Right. And that's what kind of intrigued us about it. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, have you guys kind of, in your perfect network, do you, have you envisioned where this might live, or...? I think ideally we, w- we would see it premium because just mm-hmm. so that you can 
go all the way there. I don't mm-hmm. think that this this was never supposed to be like a sex pilot and was right. never supposed to be like about the sex as with polyamory is not like just about sex and it's not like, oh, here's all of our like sexually deviant behavior. Um, but I think to like, really explore as complicated as that element gets because all the rest of it is very complicated. But then mm-hmm. like the like who's participating like if you're straight like are you okay with being a part of a group dynamic like what um you know like who's 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 involved who's not involved and i think to be able to really explore all of that ideally it would be premium you know what's really funny is that you say it's not about sex but any other network show like uh, Queer as Folk or The L Ward or even American Gods mm-hmm. on Showtime, everybody mm-hmm. usually talks about just the sex mm-hmm. and that's what really reels people or brings them in. Right. Um, I think that's a travesty to our society <laughs> but I mean, I think it's, it's, it's I think it would be a good thing to have a network that would put it out there yeah. because people who would be hesitant to be like, I'm not going to watch a show about, you know, polyamory mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. if they could see a little sex out of it. I yeah. mean, just saying. That's yeah, no, that's, <laughs> part, that's definitely a part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think any of the streaming networks that could live on, any of the premium uh, networks, and even maybe like, I don't know, an FX or yeah. an mm-hmm. IFC, mm-hmm. maybe a couple years from now, TBS, they're doing some pretty weird kind of offbeat comedies. They are. They yeah. So, yeah, yeah. They yeah. built a cool brand in a short mm-hmm. amount of time. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about, uh, have you guys had poly people read this script as well as I guess us, people like us, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the girl I dated read it. That was pretty interesting. Um, you know, this was, uh, like we said earlier, this was the first thing we ever uh, had written together. And mm-hmm. so we wrote it about five years ago. And it's, I mean, we've rewritten it a million times. It was honestly a little bit more complicated subject matter than we even realized when we first started to tackle hmm. it. So it was always like, one of the things that we struggled with and one of the things that my friend um, Emily is her name and uh, that she really helped us with is Mark came across as like almost like anti-polyamory mm-hmm. in in the early drafts where he's supposed to, you know, he's obviously struggling with jealousy and feelings of inadequacy and things like that. But like he is very much polyamorous, mm-hmm. you know, and he kind of just came across as being too negative to where it just, his point of view didn't really make sense. So huh. that, that took a lot of finessing and that was something um, talking to uh, my friend Emily really helped. She really helped yeah, with that. Yeah, because we wanted him to be sarcastic and right. like, you know, kind of... Prickly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But he um, he is poly and I think for him, the resistance to AJ is more about just like him as a man, like mm-hmm. AJ is a little younger. He's better looking. He's, you know, more in shape. Better he job. has a better job, better, like more money. And these are all things that like Mark is insecure about, you know, like he doesn't make as much money. And like he, you now have to watch another man, like provide for your wife in ways that you don't feel you're providing for her. In so, addition to right. having sex with her. In yeah. addition to that. So I think for him, it's let it, that was kind of the tra- the biggest transformation that we made was making him come up because that was always the intention. But I think mm-hmm. early it came across as like, well, it doesn't even feel like he's polyamorous. But we mm-hmm. kind of wanted him to be the eyes through which people who don't understand it can kind of see it and understand right. it. And um, and Tyler too, like that was a big thing that we were excited about putting mm-hmm. in be- early on because we we're like, we want to also show that like poly people have kids and they they are raising them and that like they believe that this is like a good and safe environment and it and it is and it can be and i think that that's something that like you you don't really get to see absolutely i think we've been having an important conversation about how you wanted to delicately portray polyamory because the pilot is a nuanced kind of interesting take on the subject and one thing i love that you did is you had judgment of polyamory coming from unlikely places. Mm-hmm. Um, can you guys talk a little bit about those choices in the development of the script? Yeah. How did, where did, I don't remember even where that came from. It kind of was just like, so even like, I don't know, like when I first started to have friends uh, read our script like five years ago, and granted this is like, these are progressive, fancy Hollywood people, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, like liberal people. Even five years ago, they were like, what the fuck is, you know what I mean? Like, and these are like progressive, smart people. And they were just like, it's become even in the last couple of years, a little more, uh, not mainstream, but people are just aware of it more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think more Um, people know what it is now. So before it was kind of like people were, oh, so like swingers are like, so you have an open relationship and it's like, no, it's a, it's a completely and totally different thing. But even in like, even in the LGBT community, you see like some judgment of that lifestyle Mm -hmm. because it's like, well, 
we have just like gotten people to think that we're normal. like normal mm-hmm. and that we have like normal loving relationships and that we can like mm-hmm. raise kids and have families and that like it's not just like a sex dungeon in our house and then it's like well now you guys are like really <laughs> messing this up for us and this is what people are gonna think now so yeah. we kind of thought of as Polly is kind of like the new gay you know what yeah. I mean like that it's become at least in you know a lot lo- large parts of the country uh you know, homosexuality is super, I don't, I mean, I don't know how it'd be, it's hard to imagine that people still have an issue with that, but I guess, except for those Westboro. So yeah, but I completely agree. I feel like people fear what they don't know. And I feel like what's great about television and what you've written here is that you are shedding a light on something that people may be not familiar with. Mm -hmm. And, and I feel like shows like Will and Grace and, and, and other shows that have transparent who have shed light on these issues that people Mm -hmm. are like, I'm not, I'm confused and I'm a little scared of it, but through TV can get more familiar with it. And I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, That Will and Grace was that for me. Like I grew up in Oklahoma. Um, and like my dad and I used to watch that show and, you know, it was like that brought like gay into our household. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just something that I'd never experienced before. Yeah. And it was okay. You know? It yeah. was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It was totally okay. Um, but that's, it was a powerful show. It was a groundbreaking show. And yeah, if we could be lumped in with a show like that or transparent, that would be sure. Well, I think yeah. you're definitely on the right track because uh, I, I rode here today with a friend of mine and, and we literally in the car, we discussed the script the whole time. And we didn't discuss the script, but it was more about the idea mm-hmm. of, of polyamory and. And I think what's so important about this is that you've opened up such a cool conversation, but you've given these people the thoughts that we all have. And, yeah. The, yeah. and they go through all the motions that we all go through every yeah. single day. So it it really just feels so relatable. And, you know, her and I, we were talking, it's just like, I just think I would be so jealous, like Mark right? would. And mm-hmm. I get it. And I just don't think I could ever get over that. And yeah. I understand being able to love people equally, yeah. but I just... I just don't think I could, you well, know. It's yeah. Just, yeah, it's a very American <laughs> yeah, totally. concept. Yeah, totally. Is. Because right. other cultures, I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever read Sex at Dawn where he talks mm-hmm. about how uh, indigenous cultures already have that kind of built-in structure where they don't really believe in marriage and mm-hmm. um, people raise families as, as a whole, as like right. a group network. Mm-hmm. And even in European culture where I think in France they have like the, the five to seven relationship, right? I think that's what it's called, where like... <laughs> No you idea. have you have like your lover for your evening or right. no your your lover for the oh, day yeah, yeah. and then you have your your home life at the evening, right. um, and so it, it's it's very new to to us as Americans because right. we're you know descendants of lots of weird horrible people but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, or pilgrims but like <laughs> Americans. Um, I think it, it's it's nice to see that kind of shown to America because we're always kind of. I think a lot of times we're, we're always slow on the pickup of yeah. a lot of well, yeah. and I, new things. You know? I, I was raised Mormon, so like yeah. polygamy right. is something that like everyone looks at and frowns at. Even Mormons do because it's like mm-hmm. a different type of uh, Mormons detached mm-hmm. from what we see today as a traditional Mormon religion. And like it's just it's just one of those things. Again, no one's ever shined a light on it like this, giving it a chance. And mm-hmm. I just I just really like that. Yeah. I think it's really important. Yeah. I think it was also incredibly accurate. I have two very close poly couples um, mm-hmm. that are friends of mine, mm-hmm. and I I do find that because I know you received some early on not criticism but a skepticalness about Mark and mm-hmm. whether he. I do find that typically in a relationship, one of them is more quick to being accepting. And one of them is a little slower to fully embrace being poly, even though they are. Mm -hmm. It it is a little more challenging. Um, And and with my poly friends, I've asked if that's true with their friends. And Mm -hmm. every time they say there's there's usually one person who's a little quicker than the other person to fully get there and embrace the lifestyle. So I... I thought that that was dead accurate. Um, you guys did such a phenomenal job with this. Oh, thank you. And what I loved about Mark is that there was this, kind of like a hypocritical stance from him because he was yeah. like, like yeah. Caitlin yes. says, like he when she pointed it out, like you were fine with Sheena, but you're not fine with AJ. So you're yeah. fine with girls, but you're not fine with guys. Yeah, right. right. It, it's I that Mark is just a really just great just dude. Character. He's just yeah. a normal guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I have a, a friend who who. She's not polyamorous, but I guess I guess she, I guess she's bi. I don't know. We we never really we never really confirmed it. We we both kind of like to dance around the subject. Um, but when she was talking with her boyfriend once about you know potentially hooking up with a woman, and he's like, "Yeah, do it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Do it. Have fun." Yeah. And I was like, "God, that's so weird." Because if you hook up with a guy, she's like, "Oh no, I would be, I would go to the grave right. if I ever right. hooked yeah. up with a man." And I was like, "That's so. It's just such a weird, mm-hmm. like, it's a strange double standard. Double yeah, standard oh, totally. that." You know, mm-hmm. you know, 
even how, um, if you're a lesbian, like, how you're seen in the culture versus, like, how a gay man's seen in the culture is yeah. because... Oh, yeah, well, everyone's, oh, that's so hot. Yeah, that's like, so I want to be a part of it. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not, the, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. That is why I do it, but then, like, it's so hot. Yeah, yeah. and then you like, there's two men, like, they kiss. It's like, oh, God, I don't want to see that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, like, look at these two girls, like, making out the bar. It is a very strange... Double standard. Double standard. Double standard. And yeah, I yeah. think the part of, like, the big reason why also we wanted to... I think um, even in the, in the docudrama, there were, it was oftentimes a man and two women mm-hmm. in the core dynamic. And you see that a lot. And I think th- that if you're going to like come up with, oh, what would a polyamorous relationship look like? I think often you would think of, uh, even in like comparing it to polygamy, you think of a man and multiple mm-hmm. women because that's just like this right. great male fantasy. But I, <laughs> we wanted to show something different and show like, this core relationship and obviously there's a lot of people that would be in and out of it but the core dynamic is Caitlin and then her two mm-hmm. yeah, men that in was her life from like the very beginning that's how we wanted mm-hmm. to tackle it we knew that from like Jump Street right mm-hmm. And we wanted, you know, like... For all these reasons you, just, you guys exactly. just mentioned, right. yeah. you know. Well, and, like, there's got to be an element as writers where you're just like, what a great engine for will-they-won't-they's and, oh, you yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the very last scene is so good. So good. <laughs> yeah. so good. And so <laughs> fucked up. Because, yeah. like, I mean, Tyler is, like, is jerking off to his, like, new mom. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, that's yeah. But it works. It works in this, like, crazy way. And the thing that I love, too, is, of course, I'm talking especially about the wrench with Mark and... Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. Um, Mark is probably better suited with Rachel than maybe with Caitlin. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. And, like, that's something... It just makes you want to see the second episode very well. Oh, and that would also... Like, we had talked a lot about that. Like, that would very much... You know, I think you're supposed to kind of assume that they're going to get into a relationship. Mm -hmm. But we would very much slow play that, like, slow burn. Because they they would become drinking buddies. Yeah. Because they're both alcoholics. And and for a long time, they would just be platonic drinking buddies you know yeah. and then you know season three i don't know in a cliffhanger season two maybe they get it on but. well so guys- smart to make mark's such a good dad like a better dad than aj mm-hmm. yeah are you guys um possibly concerned about because with all these things like otp and um shipping and all like people who oh, watch these play. shows <laughs> yeah like, loving what? loving um <laughs> couples together are you guys concerned about audience audience perception here and wanting Caitlin and Mark to end up together just the two of them and rooting for that. I hope and maybe they would start out that way but I think we would both hope that like ultimately that that dynamic would change in, in the viewer's mind that they would come to under because that's what polyamory is is to like understand like oh you can love more than one person so even if people are like I just want to be Mark and Caitlin like hopefully they would they would also come to fall in love with AJ or with whoever else we would be able to introduce yeah that feels like that's a great question but it feels like part of the fun of all that is like you know team AJ team Mark Mm -hmm. there will be team Mm -hmm. other character who hasn't even been introduced you know you'll get to know Hannah more. So hopefully there's a lot of fun back and forth with all that. But. Well, yeah, and like on a very reductive level, I think of Friends, and I think of yeah. when Rachel and Joey got together, uh-huh. and a lot of people were so excited. <laughs> were they? Many people were excited. so bad. Yeah, I, I wasn't into it, it at all. It is a 23-year oh, no. uh, anniversary today of Friends. Oh, oh. Wow. Roxy's Happy like a moderate <laughs> fan. <laughs> <of Roxy. laughs> um, I kind of like Rachel and Joey. I might be the only one. You I are skipped the that whole one. season because of that. <laughs> so anti. Maybe I'm the only one. But. Um, <laughs> so I always ask this, and you guys said it was the first time you ever had this read. Is there anything that you guys liked or didn't like? You want to change things that worked? Anything? I don't know. I, I mean, we have done that. We've been over the <laughs> script so many times, and actually, yeah. um, the Writers Guild they have like different diversity committees, and I'm on the LGBT committee, and um, they they do this thing called the gay scene every year so like anyone can submit from the guild you don't have to be in the LGBT community or identify as gay but you can submit a scene where like the character a character is gay or they're talking about something that is relevant to yeah. is relevant to the community and um last year we submitted the the dinner scene mm-hmm. and that was like a fun opportunity to like kind of reopen the script again and like mm-hmm. we kind of polished that scene up a little bit and then we're like let's just kind of like look at the rest but oh yeah I guess you had heard that scene read but I wasn't there so right so um that one was it was I don't know it's just like it's fun to hear it and it like you guys all got the voices so much that it was just I don't know I think we've worked on the script a lot <laughs> so yeah. at this point yeah, I think it's, you know, it's literally could not be better <laughs> I but I think it kind of like 
at this point kind of is what it is. Mm -hmm. And if it were ever to get, if we were to sell it and it would end up somewhere, like, I'm sure it would get rewritten or get, you know, like changed to fit, (laughs) ruined, (laughs) changed to fit where it ends up. But I think for us as writers, this is very true to like our tone and our Mm -hmm. sensibility. And so it kind of like, at this point, we're happy with it. Yeah, it was, I don't know, you guys did a great job. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of sitting back and enjoying it. I mean, maybe clean up some couple like clunky stage direction moments but that's our fault but like yeah that's the you know thing like that i thought you, it was like, great yeah i thought it was, I thought it was oh yeah it was so clunky <laughs> <laughs> 32 pages of it yeah um yeah i think this thing's ready to fly you guys i really like it and i will say the good news is you of course there's always like notes from any network that would air it but i feel like most of the networks where this is lit where this would live they're, they're, a lot of the philosophy of these networks is like creators make their show. Right. Yeah, you with know? the ones we mentioned before, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I just feel like with Transparent, like this thing would be, like, I don't know if Jill Solly would ever like want to take a look at this, but it just feels Let's like it. Bring her in here, she is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It just feels Wouldn't like. Wouldn't that be awesome? And behind door number one. I don't know. I just feel like this place needs to live somewhere because it's so interesting. Yeah. And yeah. no one's seen it. You know what I mean? That's so yeah. rare. I think yeah. we want people to understand the community more. Like, even right. um, I'm from north of Seattle, and so that was part, like, that was the big reason why we Puget chose. Yeah, Puget Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm, from, I'm from Oregon, oh, so yeah, I... Yeah, yeah. Cousins, Washington yeah. and Oregon. Yeah. Um, but, like, in my my hometown is, uh, is Bellingham. It's very, very liberal area, and um, there was my family goes to a church that's like United Church of Christ. It's a congregational church and it's non-denominational. So it's like, it's already very, very open. Like I had a, a gay female pastor growing up. So like everyone is like welcome there and that's their, that's their policy. They're like literally anyone can come and worship here. And um, when my, my parents had a family that wanted to join the church and wanted to become members and they were polyamorous. And so it was, um, I think it was a woman and two men and they had a child and uh, they ended up writing a letter to the community that they put in newsletters and their flyers. And they're like, we just want to be very open with you about like who we are. And this is like our family and we're raising this child together and we want to come and worship here. And like the church had to decide, like, will we allow them to be members? And like, this is our entire philosophy is like to say yes. And like, yes, you can come. And um, I think it's, but, like, so many people didn't know what it was, and they felt like we have to explain to you mm-hmm. who we are and what we're doing here so you're not, like, totally freaked out by by us being here. And um, I think if we can do that for people, I think it would be really great because, you know, like, Mark's speech in the ambulance to Tyler is, like, was something we really put a lot of thought into because, like, Caitlin has her big, like, <laughs> like from the, like, the, yeah, her big mic drop moment, like, talking about history and, like, how these, you know, Western philosophies have developed and then... I think we wanted Mark to just kind of, like, make it slightly more relatable and be like, this is how people looked at the gay community not that long ago. And um, and I don't know that there's, like, a lot of differences. I think that, like, this is a real relationship dynamic and a real lifestyle that people have, and they just, like, want to be able to practice that. Yeah. And a gift that you're giving to the community, because I'm sure people are sick and tired of explaining themselves and having yeah. to write that letter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, sure. that, I would not want to be in that position where every time you go somewhere, you need to explain who you are, yeah. why you're there, and what, how your, your lifestyle. family works. Who you're with. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 So if you guys can help shed light on that for those people to make it even a slightly easier mm-hmm. for them to right. introduce themselves to new communities mm-hmm. and people, that's a pretty cool thing yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions for us? It's okay if you don't. Uh, well, <laughs> I, you, I, I definitely read maybe the answer to this question already, but how long have you guys been doing this? It's our 28th episode. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, we read, pe- we yeah, read we features. A oh, awesome. Cool. Mm-hmm. We read pilots and features. So, mm-hmm. Actually, have you guys ever considered writing this as a feature? That was one thought I had while reading it. I think we just love like living with these characters, yeah. and I think, there's, I think there's just too much you can do with it because, yeah. like, to your point about like casting and people coming in and out, like there are so there's literally an endless amount of like new relationships and dynamics you can explore. And then even just like thinking about Tyler, like PTA meetings, like who's going like other parents at his school, are they going to let their kids like go over to his house for like to study and do like any dynamic with that. And um, every time like we would, I don't know, we just, we would have experiences in our lives and then be like, oh, this would be really cool mm-hmm. told through this prism. I think there are just too many stories that we'd want to tell. To yeah, I mean, we'd discuss it briefly, but it just never felt like a story that had a beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. Right. If we ever found a way in where we could, you know, 
wrap it up in an hour, two hours, I mean, like, mm-hmm. then sure, we wouldn't be opposed to it, but it's definitely a world we'd want to live in and just continue to explore as yeah. long as they'd let us. Yeah. I agree. I, and I think this subject matter is too complex, like you said, yeah. to yeah. do it. It's really yeah. hard to understand yeah. that. Plus, yeah. TV yeah. kind of provides a ground for building the kind of familiarity. Yeah. Building right. the world with character and all that. Over totally. years and mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. A film just kind of comes and goes. It wouldn't yeah. make the impact because people wouldn't be able to, it wouldn't be in the news for long enough. It, yeah. yeah. Movies, they come and they go now. Yeah. Yeah. And this would, this is something people would continue it would to talk just, about. Yeah, it'd just be hard to do the nuanced version of it that we would want mm-hmm. in a movie. It just, I don't know that we could pull it off, you yeah. know, and really do it justice, so. Cool. Well, obviously, we love the pilot, and we wish you all the best of luck, and we'll do awesome. whatever we can to push this thing, too. Um, that being Thank said, I know you guys have some other stuff to promote. You recently wrapped something with awesomeness, right? Yeah. we. Um, I don't know what the title they settled on TBD? yet. TBD. Yeah. <laughs> Significant <laughs> Others, I think, was the name. It was, about a, it was about a high school girls lacrosse team, and uh, we find that, like, you know, one job kind of helps lead into the next and so right now apparently our thing is uh women in sports Female which sports, you know like there are thing. worse things yeah. to do so like we like that a lot and it was like very empowering and fun and so like now i guess we're just on to really developing our stuff and pitching and doing doing a lot of fun yeah. so great cool. yeah. the awesomeness gig was cool it made perfect sense coming off of pitch mm-hmm. you know and um it was exciting for us just because there's not a lot of like um references for you know teenage girls to see versions right. of themselves mm-hmm. in like a team sport setting mm-hmm. on on tv we talked about growing up and like all the like teenagers like i had so many movies like yeah. uh, so many like sports movies to watch and shows and everything and like i don't know if i can say this with 100 percent accuracy but like i am almost positive that there are more like movies about Animals in sports than there are about women in sports. Yeah, it's like Yeah, Bend it like Beckham and a league of their yeah, own, and yeah. like little she's giants. The man. But she's the man. She's the man. Yeah. That one. <laughs> it is <laughs> often like a yeah. woman joining a men's team, or like yeah. a woman like yeah. going like yeah. pretending to be a man so yeah. that they can, and like. There, there was even a league of their own, which is an amazing movie, mm-hmm. but it was about adults. You know what I mean? But to actually have like. You know, Kids. yeah, teenagers. Yeah. Like, yeah. You oh, what's know. the one with the ladybug? Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, but yeah, that was a, yeah. That was a, but a guy. Exactly. That was a guy joining mm. a girls team, yeah. Right. Well, that's, <laughs> the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of theorized that's why Pitch Perfect did as well as it did, because it was just like, I mean, I know it wasn't a sports movie, but it was like right. this team of chicks. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see that show. It's crazy that you still don't see that very often. I know. So, they're yeah. doing, there's more of it now, but yeah, Slowly it's but surely. Just, it's it's slow. It takes it yeah. takes time, unfortunately. Well, we'll keep our eyes peeled for that project on Awesomeness TV. Cool. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. Um, and let the folks know where they can find you online if they want to connect with you to buy this thing. Online, Tanner has recently. Uh, Tan- well, Tanner's gotten more into Twitter now. Barely. Good for you, Tanner. I don't Tanner's even know trying. my handle, so Tanner's you should give Tanner's handle is at tan underscore bean, okay. and then I'm at Katie Mathewson. Um, and that's probably the best place. But you found me through Amazon Studios, correct? I did, yeah. Which is great because Amazon Studios, I like loved what they wanted to do with mm-hmm. um, like just letting people submit writing and and be found that way. We, I wish that like it was a it had been more. I mean, it led to this, which is fantastic, and this has been wonderful. But like aside from like a stalker that I picked up from <laughs> yeah. Amazon Studios a few years ago. Like we haven't, you know, it just true kind story. of was That's like, true. it is a true story that has kind of like sat there um, undiscovered. So like, I mm. think having like th- this, that you guys do is incredible. And I think it's amazing that you're giving um, opportunities for writers to like be like, Oh, I have a script that like, I actually think is okay. And like giving them a platform to share it. So it's amazing. Thanks. That's, that's the goal. It's missional. So um, it is, it's been nice to see slowly, but surely kind of like the democratization of like writing and opportunities for makers. And yeah, I agree. I think Amazon's getting close, but yeah, they're trying. Yeah. Um, But yeah, thanks so much for being here guys. It's been a blast. It's been really fun. Um, guys, this has been the Unproduced Table Read here on the Popcorn Talk Network. <laughs> um, my name is Jeff Graham. Today we read Significant Others, written by Katie Mathewson and Tanner Bean. If you want to connect with them, they just let you know where they can do that. If you guys want to connect with me, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. If you want to pitch me a script, there you can. Um, really quickly, these scripts came to us for f- not for free, but heavily discounted from ARA Printing in Burbank. You guys ever been there before? No. no. Oh my god, the shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're great. It's like definitely the cheapest way to print scripts in town. Cool. And if you go with the promo code table read you'll get 10% off your order so that's in downtown Burbank on Magnolia that's ARA printing 
Next week, we are reading a script called Rust... Uh, sorry, it's called Ramona, and it's a very interesting take on a wheelchair-bound woman who's kind of this, like, rebellious rocker chick, and mm. you've never read a script like it before. Um, so tune in for that. That'll be 10 a.m. next Friday, and um, can't wait for it. How about the rest of you guys? Where can find you online? Thanks for tuning in, guys. I am Timothy Michael. Again, you can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike. I'm Roxy Stryer. You can find me at Roxy Stryer. Uh, Andrew Guy. You can find me at Andrew Guy. I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me, uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Miss Adrian Snow. I'm trying to be different. <laughs> also, uh, see me on the Outlander podcast for AfterBuzz TV or YouTube channel slash podcast. We've got Willie in the corner. I'm William Pinkham. You can find me at William.Pinkham. And guys, this has been UTR. We'll see you next week and uh, see you then. Bye, Bye guys. Oh, it's for the only one. I see these is very, very extraordinary. Is even more than anyone that you adore can love. Is all the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.